We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh my goodness gracious, how are you on this Monday? It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. We're up, we're rolling. You're cold, is that what you said? Very cold. (laughs) Well, if you paid your bills on time, you'd have heat, you know? Oh, I just don't turn the heat on. Oh, the the miser, Jesse Styers out of Cleveland, Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. Well, glad to have everyone with us tonight. I see Ryan Roberts is in the house. I see Tommy Guns is in the house. Joe Allen is in the house. DK, uh, who else? I, I don't see Salty. I think that I saw David Carpenter was one of the first. He's been like sitting here waiting. I hope that he uh, didn't fall asleep. Maybe he did fall asleep and he put his alarm on to uh, to wake up in time. Glad to have everybody in the house here tonight. Not like there's anything to talk about today or anything. I feel like every time I look around, there's something new to talk about. <laughs> well, it's hard to and, get any work done because I feel like every time I look up, there's something coming yeah. out. As of right now, the roster as we know it remains intact. Marcus Freeman did a media call today with uh, the Sun Bowl people, and we'll hear some of those comments coming up here in a little bit. But um, one of the things he did say on the subject of opt-outs is he knows who's playing, he knows who's not, he's going to let the guys who are going to be opting out and whatever else make their own announcements over the course of the next few days. That does include... Sam Hartman, whom he was asked specifically about. And, you know, again, like we don't we don't like to get into because like we kind of take that same tact and we talked about it last week. You know, there's there's different things floating around about different players in terms of what they're going to do with their future. And uh, the policy from the head man on down here at Irish Breakdown is to let the players make their own announcements. And then at that point, we will you know, react and talk about what impact that has on Notre Dame and, and so on and so forth. But we don't like to uh, sort of speculate on the rumors that are floating out there. We let the we let the players make their own announcements. Then we'll then we'll discuss it. That's kind of how we go. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. All I right. heard that uh, there was a lot of reading between the lines today at Marcus Freeman's uh, press conference? There was a little reading between the lines. There was a little reading between the lines. And um, we'll get to that. He talked Chancey Stuckey. He was asked about Chris Tyree and Rico Flores. So we're saving that for rapid fire. We've got a lot of other things to get to in the meantime. 
before rapid fire. Uh, we've got comments coming in fast and furious and everything else. And Mark, little super chat towards Jesse's eating bill. I mean, a little super chat, but thank you nonetheless. I appreciate and, that. Uh, Anthony with a little bit more for the new server on the IB board. I mean, that's been the crazy thing. I don't know how you how much you've tried to go to the uh, premium board in the last few days, Jess, but like over the last week with all this news, you know, fast and furiously dropping, people try to go to the message boards and so many people are trying to go to the message boards at the same time that it's, it's been crashing. So um, yeah, maybe Brian can, uh, can apply some of that super chat money <laughs> toward that, get a little bit more bandwidth for that. I'm kidding, of course, but you know, just saying, I'm sure that a lot of people would like to see that nonetheless. So Notre Dame in the Sun Bowl. How did Notre Dame come to be in the Sun Bowl? And that was kind of the question last night as we were all sitting and waiting. And none of us really knew what was going on. But apparently it started with the fact Florida State gets snubbed, yes. of course, from the college football playoff. And we'll Had get a big ripple effect. Yes, that had a huge ripple effect on everything else that happened in the ACC. Kind of knocked everyone down a peg, right? Exactly, because Louisville was expected to be in the Orange Bowl if Florida State had made the playoff. But Florida State gets left out and bumps all these ACC teams down a slot because there's all these different slots. And, of course, Notre Dame is part of that slotting as well because of its agreement with the ACC. So. Clemson ends up in the Gator Bowl. NC State gets the Pop-Tarts Bowl, which was one of Notre Dame's potential landing spots. See, I hate that, though, not to interrupt you, because NC State and Notre well, Dame played head-to-head. Okay. Head. <laughs> and Notre Dame won! Sorry, continue. That's okay. And I think part of this was also the ACC sort of, you know, because of the fact that they're not going to get the revenue from the college football playoff, they're they were sort of making sure that whatever higher tier, you know, bowl money there was, they were going to try to reap the rewards of that. So they were making sure that their teams got some of the better paying bowls. They ended up out of the ReliQuest Bowl where Notre Dame was talked about. It ends up being Wisconsin and LSU instead. Louisville gets the Holiday Bowl in part because they avoided a rematch with Kentucky in the Gator Bowl where they could have gone, but Clemson gets that instead and also if Notre Dame had gone to the Holiday Bowl there would have been a rematch with USC so they avoided that as well so as a result of all that Notre Dame gets pushed down a few slots and they end up in the Sun Bowl and just how excited is the Sun Bowl to have <laughs> Notre Dame we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Well, Colin Deaver is the sports director at KTSM TV, Nine News in El Paso, Texas, where, of course, the Sun Bowl is located, the NBC affiliate there. And he shared some video on his Twitter account. So here is the bowl announcement. From the Sun Bowl yesterday. Check this out. Fortunately, but extremely happy that we don't have our opponent's helmet up here on stage. The fighting Irish of Notre Dame. We didn't no. We didn't have a clue that even Notre Dame was going to be part of it. Before they came in two, in, in 2010, we never thought we ever had a chance at Notre Dame, and we got them. And after that, we said, "Wow, we got Notre Dame." <laughs> never thought we'd get them again, but here they are. So that is Bernie Olivas. He is the executive director. Of the Sun Bowl, the man was in tears, Jesse. <laughs> I saw the man that. first. He is pumping his, you know, raising his hands in the air like he's just won the Super Bowl, and then the man is in tears, doing the interview, talking about Notre Dame coming to the Sun Bowl for the first time since 2010. What What did you think? You sent me this one actually. I've got some <laughs> of the other clip as well. What like what like the man is? Is Christopher says the man crying? 
that he's going to get Notre Dame. What did you think about that? I I loved it, to be honest with you. And I wasn't excited about the Sun Bowl until I saw this because <laughs> I you can see how much of an effect – you know, a program like Notre Dame has on a bowl game. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, 10 years ago, the last time Notre Dame was here, El Paso saw an economic boost afterwards, right? And, I mean, it's no <laughs> – the man was crying because they've already sold out today. He knew it was coming. Notre Dame ticket – that game is already sold out after one Sold day. out in less than 24 hours. So, the only, for, for me, it makes up for the fact that Notre Dame is going to end up playing a crappy opponent um their coach is gone they're on their third string quarterback they still got a good defense they do have a good defense and the third string quarterback was the starter actually last year so So i it just i wasn't thrilled about the team and bowl game until that moment i think that that actually made me appreciate a little bit more um if you're not playing in the new year six you're not playing in the college football playoff what does it ultimately really matter you know like I, I get it, these bowl games are great and all, but I like that it's having an effect beyond football. And I, I, again, it made up for kind of my indifferences about how I feel about the bowl in general. And it's funny, man, because these bowls, and I'm not just talking about this bowl, and I'm not, you know, trying to poke fun of them, but like they, you know, they do this once a year, and these are all people, obviously, who are from the community, and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're like, this is going to have a huge economic impact on the community, and during. I was, you know, in on the two Zoom calls today with the two coaches, with Marcus Freeman on the one side, and um, with uh, Kifensa, I think is how his name is said, Kifensa Nyson, who's the interim head coach at Oregon State. He was the receivers coach, and we'll talk more about him in a little bit. But you know, like these these guys, Bernie Olivas and, and the other guy who was with him there, talking about the economic impact that it has on El Paso and the impact on the community and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, like the funny part is like, they are not necessarily, you know, we were sitting there waiting for Marcus Freeman's zoom to start. And one of the, uh, one of the local people, I'll just say that he works in TV. You know, they were asking that everyone mute their, their zoom, like the media people, as you log in, mute your zoom, you know, so you're not coming through. Well, this guy, one of our local guys, is just sitting there literally for like five minutes. Yap, 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 yap. And the guy keeps saying, can you mute yourself? Can you mute yourself? (laughs) And like literally no response. And we're just hearing everything that he was saying. Profanity and all, you know. Oh, wow. Coming through the Zoom. Not not like heavy profanity, but there were, you know, like a few S's and, you know, some stuff like that. That's funny because we were on, we have a morning work call on Mondays and Fridays. And our intern flipped on his camera on accident and he was laying in bed and everyone just saw him <laughs> laying in bed. <laughs> One of the hazards oh. of working from home these days, I guess, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, yeah, so it's a little bit interesting because like it, like the way Notre Dame runs, you know, they're like when Marcus Freeman does his Thursday Zoom and in comparison the way, you know, some of these bowls, you know, because it's not the first bowl that we've done this with. It's uh, it's a little bit different, you know, sort of the uh, decorum and how things run during these uh, during these conference calls with the media. So the actual announcement again, we're going to go back and this is more from the NBC affiliate KTSM and Colin Deaver is talking with um 
with uh, Bernie, the uh, the executive director. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Oliveris, the executive director. I wanted to make sure I had his name right. Bernie Oliveris, the executive director of the Sun Bowl. So this is, after that announcement that we just saw, they're standing and they're talking about the fact that Notre Dame is coming to the Sun Bowl. And according to a contract, if Notre Dame is part of the pool, uh, that's only for them, there'll be a draw. So... After a lot of discussions, all three bowls wanted to be have a shot at Notre Dame. Uh, uh, the Pinstripe Bowl actually had to think about it a lot because their Notre Dame is going to play at the beginning of the season at Yankee Stadium. So they might not have wanted a repeat team. But after discussion, he said, yes, I want to be part of that pool. Uh, and then, like I said, it, there was a drawing. They put our names in a hat, and their attorney drew the symbol. So here we are. You're, you're emotional now. You're emotional when you made this election. What does this do for the bowl? You know, not only what it does for the bowl, but what it does to our city. Uh, the last time Notre Dame was here in 2010, it had the greatest economic pick out of our city ever uh, for, for our bowl game. And uh, that's what I expect. Like I said, that's one of our reasons for, for having the Sun Bowl is to have a positive impact here. And I hope, uh, like I said, not only Notre Dame, but... It also draws Oregon State fans that they want to they want to see Notre Dame play so uh, or play against Notre Dame. So th what it does for the city is, is tremendous, along with what it does for our, for the Sun Bowl as well. So couldn't be happier. Uh, I think our I think our TV partner will be happy. I think uh, our title sponsor will be happy, and of course the whole city. I hope is thrilled. Just making everybody happy. And again, that's the... This uh, was Christmas for them, if we're it being was, honest. It was, man. It was. Like, he's tears, he's smiling, he's laughing, it's everything else. Like, this could not have worked out better. I just think it's... The, the part that really struck me is that they literally put Notre Dame in a hat for three different bowls. So that's, that's what I wanted to get to. Like, and he talked about that. It, it came down to the Sun Bowl, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, and the Pinstripe Bowl all wanted Notre Dame. So they put him in a hat and he says their attorney, I'm, I'm assuming he meant Notre Dame's attorney. Attorney general? I don't know. I don't know. Attorney. <laughs> Drew out of the hat and Notre Dame is going to the Sun Bowl. So what do you think about the fact that they literally did a blind draw to determine which bowl Notre Dame was going to end up at? I just think you know that, and all this shows the the presence and national, um, yeah, the, the national presence that Notre Dame has, right? Like all of those bowls wanted Notre Dame so bad that none of them were willing to take their name out of you know contention. They said we're going, we want Notre Dame too, and they couldn't, they couldn't even get to like a gentleman's agreement, understanding nothing. They had to put them all into a hat, right, and draw it out because no one was willing to budge. And you can see why. Look at how this guy reacted. It was like winning the lottery, essentially, yeah. at the end of the day. They didn't even have – they had all these helmets out on that table when you saw that initial video yeah. we were playing. And again, from KTSM, the NBC affiliate in El Paso, they didn't have a Notre Dame helmet because they didn't think that they had any chance of getting Notre Dame. And that came up during the Zoom today. Marcus Freeman told <laughs> that guy, hey, we're going to bring you a helmet so that you have one next time you know after after they said that the bowl had sold out but um you know joe 
It's a great point. It's laughable. It comes down to drawing a place out of a hat. Shows how unorganized the ACC is. And it's like, that's exactly right. Like, you don't have a specific plan for where Notre Dame fits into all this when when all this stuff happens. Like, you had no contingency, no backup plan, no nothing. And it comes down to three bowls drawing a name out of a hat. One of them was the Pinstripe Bowl. I would have hated that one, to be honest with and, you. Well, and me too. They're playing Rutgers. Rutgers knew that it was going to the Pinstripe Bowl. The last time Notre Dame, we were at we the were Pinstripe there. Bowl 10 years ago. Yep. Actually, the last time Notre Dame, the only time Notre Dame's played in the Pinstripe Bowl, and it was, you know, kind of a. It's only cool because little, you're in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, personally, yeah. Like if it would have been the Fenway Bowl, maybe that's another thing. But but it's not. Yeah, it's like you're at Yankee Stadium. That's the only draw to the whole thing. You got to get on the subway and go out to the Bronx and all that. It was an experience we'd never experienced that before. So it was, you know, unique anyway. But there's been all this stuff floating around. Still unconfirmed, no one's confirmed it from the Notre Dame side, that Notre Dame's going to play Army next year in a Shamrock Series game out at Yankee Stadium. Still unconfirmed, but Mr. Oliveris there, <laughs> you, want, you want me to replay the beginning of that where yeah, he talks he spilled about the that? Tea. <laughs> like, yeah, he, uh, he, he let the cat out of the bag there. Here's the first part of that once again. Listen. According to the contract, if Notre Dame is part of the pool, uh, that's only for them, there'll be a draw. So after a lot of discussions, all three bowls wanted to be have a shot at Notre Dame. Uh, uh, the Pinstripe Bowl actually had to think about it a lot because their Notre Dame is going to play at the beginning of the season at Yankee Stadium. So they might not have wanted a repeat team. But after the So Notre Dame's going to play at Yankee Stadium next year. Mr. Oliveris just confirmed, even though Notre Dame has still not announced that. <laughs> <laughs> for next year so start making your plans yankee stadium apparently is happening next year for notre dame so we got that going for us you excited about that i i enjoy the shamrock series um i wish they were playing someone other than navy inside yankee stadium but you, you know mean army i'm army. sorry army you can only uh you can only control what you can control, and that's—I'm pretty sure that's the the game that's filling in the the hole in the schedule, right? Right. Army? Yeah. Right. So it's that's like the reason only... the game about. Yeah. Yeah. Because so the whole how much you can do. Thing. Yeah. So so again, it's like you know these bowl guys, like they have no filter. They just <laughs> <laughs> they're just letting it all out. That's right. It's like oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Oh well, well here it comes. You know, I'm, I don't care. We got what we wanted. The Sun Bowl's got Notre Dame. We don't care about anything else. Uh, Michael said, by the way, don't think the Sun Bowl has sold out since the last time Notre Dame was there. You know, like Louisville has their all-time <laughs> crowd from Notre Dame. Shows up. I mean, it's absolutely. I mean, bright. yeah, that's that's the, you know, people, you can you can say what you want about Notre Dame as an outside, you know, media or, or analyst or whatever. But at the end of the day, Notre Dame's going to draw the biggest crowd. And that's what these bowls know. And for these bowls, it is kind of life changing, you know, and just like that, that. And that's exactly why that guy was so emotional is because of, you know, he he saw firsthand what it did 10, 11 years ago. And now he knew exactly what was going to be coming again. So I'm like, like I said, I'm happy. I'm more happy about the bowl game and maybe the letdowns of the season of not being in the New Year six of the playoff. Some of that is mended by just kind of seeing the response and the joy that other people have that Notre Dame is going to be coming to town. Yeah. Look, most of these mid to lower tier bowls 
are loss leaders. Like they are praying that they can get teams who are hungry enough to get tickets sold and to get Notre Dame. I mean, that's why these people were so happy. So, so good for them. You know, even if it wasn't, wasn't necessarily what Notre Dame was expecting, you know, I think that, I think that the way it comes out, I think everyone has a chance to be really happy about this. And to be honest with everyone, I, I wanted that pop tart bowl just because <laughs> no, just because I think I Notre Dame versus eats edible pop tart. That's what I want. Yeah, I think Notre Dame versus Kansas State is just a better game. And I haven't, I can't remember the last time I saw Notre Dame play. Can you're just saying that because you if went it was to Kansas, KU. exactly story. Kansas exactly. State. I mean, I would have liked to see Notre Dame beat down Kansas State. Let's put it that way. Like other than that, for those who don't know, I'm a University of Kansas <laughs> alum who grew up part of my childhood in. Manhattan, Kansas, where Kansas State is. My sister played basketball at Kansas State, but it's all I was say, you're, it's all rock, chuck, Jayhawk. My aunt so. went to Kansas State, so there's a lot yes. of you know the rivalry continues. I think Ryan Roberts uh, poses a really great question. I, w- I wanted to just remind John Christoffic he because he said the last time you know at least he said at least Notre Dame is going to be in a warm weather city. Remember the last time Notre Dame was there, they played Miami. And there was like a snowstorm slash ice storm that week. It was like one of the coldest times in uh, recent memory, apparently, in El Paso. So there is that. Would you th- this Ryan Roberts? Yeah, comment? the ideal taco. I think that's that's the the key Ooh, question now. Ideal taco. Now, are we talking about commercialized taco <laughs> or are we talking about real tacos? Yeah, I'm going authentic tacos. Authentic. You know, I'm I'm uh, partial to a good fish taco, but if I'm not having a fish taco, I'm going with like a steak taco is is my thing. Yeah, I like steak. Vince would just say tacos. Taco Bell because like, he can, <laughs> you know. that's his palate. Yes, that's, that's the Vince <laughs> palate. The last time Vince and I went out to eat together, I think it was at Taco Bell, and he bought one of those boxes with <laughs> <laughs> five different things in it. Full of food. I'm surprised Taco Bell doesn't sponsor one of these bowls someplace. But I mean, Rob Gronkowski's got his own bowl. I'm surprised Taco Bell doesn't have a bowl. Let's see. I wanted to see if there are any others. Uh, Marcus Freeman, Joe says, is Freeman. Really want mayo dumped on him instead oh. of frosted flakes. That's something I'm glad we. I did not about. want to get into all of that mayo rhetoric of people eating mayo, oh, dumping disgusting. mayo. Like, and for the record, weird. for the record, I'm in. I'm on the Brian Driscoll side of this. I cannot stand mayo. The only the <laughs> only mayo I will typically eat is like I will eat a tuna fish sandwich. You know, with where it's all mir- Miracle Whip is mostly what I eat. But, you know, but if it's mayo, it's still I don't like heavy mayo. In any of it, or pimento cheese, you know, like with that, but otherwise, no, no, mayo is not great on a BLT. I, I, <laughs> mustard is great on a BLT. So <laughs> I am anti mayo. So, what about Oregon State itself, Jess? They're eight and four, but like, you know, you lost went a lot little... of close games. Yeah. I mean, they did. They lost to Washington by two points. Now, they got blown out by Oregon. They lost to Arizona by three points. They've got two solid wins over Utah, which was number 10 at the time. UCLA was number 18 at the time. Obviously, the biggest difference for them 
no DJ Uyangalole. He has entered the transfer portal, and the head coach, Jonathan Smith, is now at Michigan State. Freshman quarterback Aiden Childs entered the portal as well. He's expected to go with Smith to uh, to Washington State. So it's going to be Ben Gobranson, who was their starting quarterback last year through nine touchdowns, five interceptions last season. But he was their number three guy last year. He went from starter to third string this season. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You know, I, I, I kind of <laughs> talked about it in the beginning of the show. It's, it's, I don't think you can get as excited about playing a team that is depleted. Um, and most importantly, they're be, you know, they're depleted most by the fact that their head coach uh, packed up and took off uh, at the end of the season. And I, 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 we're talking about quarterback, but I've heard other positions are likely going uh, to be out against Oregon state. So to me, I know that this came up in the, with Marcus Freeman today, like, is it, if, if Oregon state is on an interim coach and they're on a third string quarterback, how experimental do you get if you're Notre Dame? Do you let certain guys play? Do you let do you well, like, even if Sam Hartman wants to play? Are you are you bringing him out there, knowing that they're on a third string quarterback? And you know, back the other side the of it is their defense is mostly intact, and they had a they've got a pretty good defense. They've got the number fifteen rushing defense in the nation, only allowing one hundred and four yards a game. Now, other side of that, how dedicated to the run were teams other than Oregon and Washington in the Pac twelve? You know, like how much does that play into that ranking? I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Scoring defense, they were 31st. Total defense, 35th. And the number 57 pass efficiency defense. They had the second most sacks in the Pac-12. They had the third most tackles for loss in the Pac-12, as well as interceptions. So they've got a good defense. And they actually, their wide receivers coach, Kafensa. Heinsen is their interim coach during the bowl, even though they have already hired their new head coach, who is their defensive coordinator, but he is letting Heinsen run things during the bowl because he wants to focus on recruiting and all that different kind of stuff. So you do have, you know, and that was actually the case. You probably don't remember this, but when Notre Dame played Miami in that Sun Bowl the last time, Miami was in transition. And do you know who? was becoming Miami's head coach at that time. Probably Jimmy Johnson. Uh, no. All right. It was one Al Golden. Oh. Was, had just been named head coach, but he, uh, I believe he just watched from the press box as, uh, as an interim coach ran things in Miami. And that was, uh, that was the first Al Golden Notre Dame experience in the Sun Bowl in 2010 so Notre Dame back then, Brian Kelly faced another team that was in transition, going from one head coach to the next. So uh, 
So, I don't, I, you know, I, I think you've got a good point. Like, there is a lot of flux. You know, like, everyone's worried about Notre Dame's flux. And, you know, there is some there. But at the same time, Oregon State is going through even more, even though I, I, I am still a little bit concerned with that defense, especially since we don't really know what we're going to get from Notre Dame offensively yet because we're still kind of waiting again with uh, exactly who's going to be playing for Notre Dame in that could point. be without their best running back, their best offensive lineman. Obviously they don't, they're pretty could thin at wide receiver could be without a quarterback. And if you're going against, uh, um, you know, a, a relatively good still standing defense, it could make for a pretty good stalemate. And if that's the case, I'm looking at the under already. So <laughs> could turn into a great defensive battle. Two really good defenses. That's right. I mean, so there's there's a lot, there's a lot kind of a lot of questions, I think, on both sides as of right now. But uh an interesting matchup coming up between Notre Dame and Oregon State in the good old Sun Bowl. We have lots of time to discuss and you know preview because I'm assuming as more stuff kind of comes out in the next week of potential guys who might not play or maybe even more transfer portal people like you'll get a better grip about how that game is going to unfold i think yeah and again marcus freeman said today he wouldn't say you know other than the people who have already entered the transfer portal he wouldn't say which guys might opt out and that kind of stuff he said he's going to let those guys make their announcements and that stuff's going to take place over the course of this week so i anticipate we're going to start getting some more of that coming up this week that we will be able to talk quite a bit about so uh single digit dreams irish fan living in bk land i've already heard the lucky y'all don't play us talk i'm excited to see the young guys in the bowl game great job this season guys thank you and i do think we're going to see we're going to see my some favorite new. part of the bowl game yeah I like to see those guys out there. You know, it's 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 better to see them now than have preconceived notions about what they are in the spring game in a few months. I think it's it's a great opportunity. Um, and you know, a lot of people talk about the the rule of expanding how many games a redshirt freshman can play um, and still have eligibility. This is a big reason why. You know, with this all these the guys hitting the portal, yep. um, you need to have a bodies available. Uh, for for when you lose a good amount to the portal or maybe guys are sitting out in the NFL. And so for the people who really don't like that rule, I think it's a great – this is what I think essentially what it was made for is for these bowl games um, and, and getting you know the opportunity to see these guys without having to burn some of their eligibility. Brock wants to know, can we pick up Cal McCord? I don't think that's going to happen because I think that they are the guy who's been reported – Riley Leonard from Duke, two different kinds of quarterbacks, definitely. And, you know, like there, I actually saw, you know, I, someone was talking about that today. One of the national places I saw some video, I think I can't remember which one, but video where they were talking about it. And they, you know, they said, Oh, could, could Notre Dame make a run at Cal McCord? No, they, they're, everyone is still pretty, pretty solid on. I think the I McCord think thing is, really interesting because I, to me it's very point blank that he played this season for Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that's what they were most concerned about and he had the best connection and relationship with Marvin Harrison Jr. and that I think was going to be ultimately what propelled Marvin Harrison Jr. the most and their offense and so to me it felt like Kyle McCord 
strictly was the starter this season for that reason. Because I think Harrison Jr. is going to be gone. Um, and I just think it's ridiculous that an 11-1 quarterback is going to hit the portal. It's crazy. It's just nuts. And I think that but if you're a Notre Dame fan. At Ohio State, I guess, as well. Yeah, and I think if you're a Notre Dame fan, you know, it, it kind of felt like panic mode because a lot of it was coming out really early and it was all one position group, it felt like. But I mean, there's over a thousand players in the portal today. Everyone's going through losses right now. I think it's today's the Notre official Dame. opening of the transfer portal, and there's already over a thousand yeah. in there. And I think that realistically, Notre Dame, as as fans, shouldn't feel bad because, again, every raw, every like an eleven and one quarterback is hitting the portal, right? And 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 that that should tell you alone that you shouldn't feel too bad. And then you know, looking at Riley Leonard, the the F was it FAU or FIU wide receiver that was in over the weekend. Now there's the Clemson wide receiver that's been in. It it'll all take care of itself. There's a ton of talent in the portal, and I think Notre Dame will pick out quality players to really help them. Yes. Still a good chance that Notre Dame sees more players maybe go in the portal this week. Again, we'll let those announcements sort themselves out before we get into any of them, you know, opt-outs and things like that. That's going to be coming soon, and and we'll have a more clear picture of what Notre Dame's bowl roster is really going to look like. It is going to be pared down, and people who have been wanting to see more from the young guys, you're going to get to see them. Michael asking strength and conditioning coach. That was something that came up today in the Zoom, and, I mean, it is still it is still a priority. They're, they're still working on it, but nothing has been done as of right now. I think I think it's pretty safe to say that we will see a new strength and conditioning coach for Notre Dame this offseason. And really the priority for that is, you know, for where they are right now, still in bowl prep with, with a bowl basically, what, 25 days? So, you know, like three and a half weeks away at this point, other priorities right now. But they do obviously want to have that in place because – once the middle of January comes around, that guy's got to be up and ready to go and hit the ground running to lead that off-season strength program going into spring. But as of right now, nothing new. Nothing new. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.